May be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. First and foremost, I want to say welcome to Grace Gospel Worship Center. Thank you for being here today. My desire is, is that you have already felt the presence of God in this place. Um, you know, the Lord has been so good. And um, I want to kind of just I don't want to, um, I certainly don't want to dampen the presence of the Lord that we have felt and experienced here today. Um, I was able to go see Sister Barnett this week, and um, there's, there's really, it's hard to get an appointment because between the children, there's only a few, uh, there is actually no openings unless a child, one of her children, uh, give up a, a, an hour or so during the week to see her, and so someone gave up an hour for me to be able to go see her and gave their time to me. And I went to pray for her. I want you to know that we need to continue to pray for Sister Barnett. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. Her, her faith is not wavering. She's still believing in the divine healing of God. When we begin to pray, we begin to pray. I, I took a prayer cloth to her again because somehow they lost the one she had that we made and gave her or that we anointed and prayed over her with. And I grabbed a hanky from the house and cut it up and anointed it and I prayed in the car going because I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're saint, taking the same healing, same power and same glory to her. Amen. And so when I got there, I didn't give it to her right away. We just spent some time talking and um, we really need to pray that God does give her strength and reverse the stroke Amen. and heal her kidneys. Amen. 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 Um, where she's at, though there may be some good people in there, um, and I'm not going to badmouth any place other than, you know, nobody can love, your, love someone like your own family. Amen. And um, things keep disappearing, which is sad that, stuff so she she sent everything home that had any value um, so let's just pray for her we begin to pray and as we begin to pray I put my hand on her head and I begin to just pray for the divine power and the glory of God to move and intervene in that room and the Holy Ghost fell immediately the power of God fell in that room amen. tongues begin to flow amen we begin to both speak in tongues. God just was moving in that room. The, the, the lady came back for her. I saw her. She said, I said, the Holy Ghost, that you, you can't run from the Holy Ghost. You cannot run from the Holy Ghost. You might be able to leave the very room that she's sitting in, 
But that Holy Ghost was falling through the hallways as we were speaking in tongues. So I say all that to say, please, please do not stop praying for Sister Barnett. Matter of fact, if you would uh, just get a card or get something together, uh, I know that we can get it to the kids and they'll get it to her. Um, she already put her order in for a salad that she wants me to make sure she gets on a regular basis. Amen. That, that was actually our first conversation. That was what we opened up with. Pastor, this is what I like. This is what I want. And this is where you go get it. And I want two of everything. I said, you got it, mother. You got it. So, uh, so uh, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for our elders, okay? Um, mother... Juanita, McNeil, see, let me say this to the church. Elders are important in our life. Can I say that? Oh, you know, while I'm talking, while I'm talking, because I got a few minutes online, you're just going to have to take a commercial break if you don't want to wait or hang up. Uh, it's Christmas for Christ. Amen, amen, amen. If you will take one of these envelopes, we could raise up the $5,000 with what's spread across this pulpit or this, uh, the stairs. Um, what this does is it allows us to help. Let's say someone here felt the calling of God in their life and we sent them to Upper Marlboro where my vision is, is to have another work. And they begin to do Bible studies in Upper Marlboro. It grew from 5 to 10 to 20 to 25. We no longer have room to have it in that basement or, or that home where we're at. So now we start looking for a, a, a small storefront or somewhere to put, to put them so that we can seat up to 50 maybe. Right? Well, your giving to this helps this district fund a minister that would leave this church and go with me to start another work in Upper Marlboro. It would pay for the rent of that building. It would, it may, if we could get him uh, headquarters support, it would almost recover his uh, salary on his job to where he could fully focus and zero in right on Upper Marlboro. So you're, so you're giving and support to this will be a blessing. And I'm going to ask you just to march because I'm going to keep talking. Just listen as I talk because this is an infomercial, okay? Um, Y'all just play something pretty. Actually, that sounds pretty good there. Uh, just there you go. Thank you. Don't have to wait for a pew to be. Uh, just come and get it. Um, I would like to thank everybody that came yesterday to the yard sale that supported. I, I want to thank the men and women that came early and uh, set up at church yeah. and um, and uh, uh, helped carry tables that that uh, fought, uh, fought the cold weather yesterday. Thank you for coming uh, for your support. I also want to thank. I would like to thank some people today that um, we don't normally thank. We don't thank our sound booth. We don't thank our, our praise team who comes in here at 8 o'clock every Sunday morning to prepare and worship. I want to thank them for their uh, preparation, their sacrifice of, of playing the instruments, singing, 
and setting up sound and getting Wi-Fi ready and everything else. Amen? And while Mother McNeil is here, I want to surprise her. She may not know, or maybe her son told her. But I would like you all, when they're done getting what they're getting, I'd like Mother McNeil and, and Brother Randy to stand here for a moment. I just want you to know that uh, Randy McNeil has made a decision to make this his church home. Amen. Amen. Mother, I know you're happy. Yeah. Amen. So, we're grateful for what God is doing. There's greater things to come in Randy's life. The Holy Ghost is going to fall. He's going to speak in tongues. And I believe he'll be ministering in Jesus' name. I got one more announcement. It seems to be a very, uh, seems to be very difficult. But our registration online, I know it's, I know it's cumbersome, but um, right now this helps us with a couple things with COVID, um, with attendance. Uh, you're helping us uh, keep from when um, Sister Lil used to walk down the aisle with a book and check you off, check you off. So if you register online, um, it helps us to, then you take your temperature, we can put down your temperature so that if we had a COVID outbreak, we, we can kind of, and we know who's here. So here's what we had. I'm not attacking anybody. Everybody put a smile on. I know I can't see, see it through the mask. We had 45 non-registered people today. And we have 38 registered, which is a grand total of 83 people. I'm thankful for 83 people, but I need you to start registering if you would. I, and I have one more announcement. I'm sorry. I normally don't do all these preliminaries. And I, I, but let me say this. Um, I don't know how many people have registered for the paint class. I don't know. And I don't, I, I don't have no way of really knowing. And I don't want to ask him to say anything yet because I'm going to... I want you to know um, that what Brother Bavel is doing is a passion of his. And uh, we're putting on this paint class. What you don't know is he, he has paintings that have already been put in a museum. I, I don't say that to pump him up. What I'm telling you is what he's offering us, and I don't know if it's just to the ladies. It is to the ladies, okay. So... What I'm telling you is what he's starting with you is what he started out with many, 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 many years. And I don't mean that to be because he was old, but it was in high school, I think, when we talked that his artwork and his artistic work with paint was being birthed in him. And he has pro perfected it to where now he has artwork being uh, 
displayed, I think it's Baltimore? What museum? It, it was even written up, it was also written up in one of our local, uh, anyway. I, it was actually, I, I want to say, Hogan's wife. Yeah. So, I, I just, uh, I want you to know what he's doing is he's just doing it to share. This is a part of ministry. It's also, it's also a way of, and I, I have never tried it. I guess I get the difference of painting the wall, but um, it's a release, right? It's a, play, a way of, you know, putting your feeling on a, on a, on a parchment of paper. And so... Um, I would encourage you, if you have not signed up, to get signed up. ASAP, we only had 25 spots, I think it was. And so, um, please. And then, and then I have one more. See, what you all don't know is, you know, I missed the very last Sunday in October here because I was preaching a pastor appreciation service. We have a young man in this church that really has a gift. And um, God laid me on his heart. And so, I think it was last week. Am I right, Josh? So Joshua Britt wrote me something, and you all know I, my message was never quit, never, never give up. This is, was written a week before I preached that message. Dear Reverend, is it all right if I read it? I ask his permission. I just want you to know I'd ask first, but I'm going to ask him again. Um, he writes me this. He says, Dear Reverend Alan Reynolds, Thank you for being a vessel unto the Lord to preach the gospel and loving everyone, every one of us and also praying for us to be healed, delivered, saved, filled, and much more. Thank you for having our backs. Also, lastly, thank you for never giving up on us. Amen. That's some deep words from a young man. Amen. And I, I want to thank the church for all everything y'all did for me during Pastor Appreciation Month. All the hearts that are on the wall. Some of them have fallen. I'm taking them as they fall and take tape off it and hold on to them. You know, I appreciate that. And then he writes, God bless from Josh. He writes this on there. Prayers spark adventures in one's walk with God. One side says, keep fighting the good fight of faith. And the next side says, a prayer is so much more. And so, um, you know, Saria, another young lady in the church, has been very instrumental in writing me little uh, notes that encourage me. They're taped to my wall. And so I, I thank God for uh, children who, who follow after the will of God. Amen. To encourage their pastor. And, um, and, all. and so, you don't have to stand yet, but I have to handle some things, okay? First, I'd like to thank everybody for coming Friday night for prayer. Um, we had a tremendous time in the Lord. But I must give you scripture. There's some, there's some confusion in the church, and God doesn't allow confusion. And it's scripturally backed up. And I'm going to talk to you today, and I'm doing it today with a right spirit, kind, loving uh, spirit of peace, because some of us may not know, we're, we may not be, have been taught the scriptures. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 27 through 33, if any, any man speak in an unknown tongue, now this is totally different than being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
What I'm getting ready to talk to you about is a tongue and interpretation. Acts 2.38 is the infilling of the Holy Ghost where you speak in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance, okay, which is the birth of being birthed into the kingdom of God. But what we're going to talk about right now is tongues and interpretation. This is not my message, so, but I need to handle this because we've had problems even in our service. So I, I just want to make sure you understand, this time I'm going to instruct, I'm going to do it with love. The next time I will shut the service down. I just want you to know that because it's out of order. And once you hear the scripture, the scripture will teach you what is out of order. So the Bible said, if any man in an unknown tongue, uh, speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most three, and by the course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophets speak two or three, and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace, for he may all prop, for ye may all prophesy one by one, that at all that all may learn and all may be com, com, comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. That means you're subject to the prophet of the house, being in the church, the pastor, or whoever's running that service. Okay. And so, uh, for God is not the author, here's the thing that you need to understand, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. So what I'm trying to teach you is, the Word of God said that when one gives a tongue, if they cannot interpret it, there's there's an allowance for one more to to be used by God. If they they cannot interpret it, there's only one more allowance. By the third one, if it's given and there is no one interpreting it, then it needs to shut down without me standing up. Okay? We understand, right? Very important. Is my interpreter in here? No. Okay. All right. So it's very important that we understand that when there is a flow of the Holy Ghost, when we had a move of God, and we had four times, that's confusion. So we don't do that. Amen? Amen. All right. I wanted to make sure we got that. I'm not trying to be ugly, not trying to be mean, but there may be someone that's not learned, does not know what the Scripture says, and it's imperative, because the next time it happens, I will shut the thing down. That's my, that's my responsibility. If you don't know to shut it down, I will shut it down. The Bible says no more than three. After that, it's got to be shut down because it's not, it's not, it's not in order. And then may, and it, here's the thing. It may be someone just zealous, feeling the power and the glory of God. And so what happens is when there's a tongue given, we're to become quiet. Amen. And why we're to be quiet is because someone, if that person can't give it, God may use someone in the body to give the interpretation. So it's very imperative that we become obedient when it's a different sound. 
if you come to church and you forsake not the assembling of yourselves, you know exactly the difference between someone speaking in tongues and then God using them in a tongue to interpret to the church. Totally different. Okay? Stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. May the Lord richly bless you. I thank you for being with me. I hope I haven't uh, doused the Holy Ghost here today. I've come to preach a word today, but there's things that I have to take care of. Amen? Amen. And so I, I appreciate your uh, hearing me and listening to me. James 1, 2 through 8. When you say that, when, you, when you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him act of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Amen? And But let him ask in what? Amen. Not wavering, for that... For he that wavereth is what? Like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I've come to preach this title today, this word to you that God gave me is faith unwavering. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. I believe that our faith must be unwavering. No matter how I see people, when I pray for the prayer of healing and prayer of faith, I do not let what I see affect how I pray. Amen. My faith does not waver that God is not able to heal. My faith says that God can heal whether, no matter what I see in the situation or the circumstance. I believe God is able. I believe God can do it. He's, if his word said he raised Lazarus after three days of being dead in the grave, wrapped up in grave clothes, no blood flowing through his body, no water flowing through his body, no breath flowing through his body, my God is able to do what he said he would do. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Amen. I wonder this morning if there is anyone who in the midst of their struggle have gotten tired of the fight. Amen. There's been days that there's been some struggles, but I can tell you there's never come a day where I've wanted to just give up and not fight. I have to ask you, have you lost your hope for a better life? No, I hope you haven't. I haven't given up. I haven't lost sight of what God can do. When our faith is gone, we are left without hope. And where there, and where there is no hope, there is despair. People wonder why they go through what they're going through. They wonder why everything is breaking out. I need to ask. I'm sorry. Is someone interpreting for me? Okay. I'm sorry. I'll slow down. I've got to slow down. It seems as though we fall into despair when the enemy can get us to despair. He then pronounces, he then pounces on us 
to destroy our faith. That's what the devil does. The devil will try to pounce on you. He will bring things up on you to cause you to get to a place where it begins to pile up so much that you just feel like there's no way to get out from underneath what he's piling on you. When I was a little kid, we used to hide under a bunch of blankets, you know. And, and when one blanket's on you, it's not too bad, right? You can breathe pretty good, get a little bit stuffy in there. But when you put a second blanket on, it gets a little bit less uh, oxygen, I guess. Which is, you get a little less oxygen, it gets a lot more warmer. And then you get a third blanket on there, you know, because it's making the pile look much more bigger where it's less obvious that you're under there hiding. And then you put a fourth one on there. And that's what the devil does. The devil just keeps piling things. Right? He just keeps piling things up on our walk every day. Our faith. We see someone sick and it's a loved one. And, we, and, that, and it keeps piling up. And we can't see the glory of God. We feel like, what's the use to keep praying? And we keep, we, we start getting, the devil goes, God's not going to heal them. God said you're wasting your time. Or, you know, the devil says you're wasting your time. God's saying, just keep sending up the prayers. Keep sending up the prayers. He said, you don't walk by what you see. You walk by faith. Amen. Amen. And as long as we have the faith of a mustard seed, we're going to see the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. But God's people have to get past the covers and the things that the devil is pouring and placing up on us. Good. And so... You cannot let your faith get in despair. You see, David was a man who struggled just as some of us have struggled. In Psalm 73, 1 through 3, he said, Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were what? Almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. In 73, 16 and 17, he finishes up with this. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the what? The sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. Here's why we forsake not the assembling of ourselves. I, 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 I want you to know that I, I literally know people are going to the store and not just the grocery store. I'm a Walmart shopper, not proud to say that, but that's what I am. I'm a Walmart shopper, right? And people say, I can't come to church because COVID may get me or because I'm too old and COVID's going to get me. It's sad when I walk through the aisles of Walmart and I see a brother or I see a sister walking down the aisles. And my wife said, why didn't you stop them? Why? Why am I going to stop them? They're already caught up. They're so caught up. They're in a, they're in a place that they don't even realize that if Jesus was to come back and ask for their soul and their account, they would be lost because they've not, they've forsaken the house of God. For what? And then they don't even know that I stood there and watched for a while. And they even talked to a passing customer. Yeah. 
And yet you're afraid to come to the house of God where the Holy Ghost is, where the power of God is, where the Word of God is, where there's healing, where there's power, where there's glory. Where... I'm sorry. I got to slow. I'm sorry. Hear me. And don't go, oh me, oh my. God's coming back for a people. And we can gamble all we want. That's what we do. We gamble. I'm not going to church today. Not for me today. We decide whether it's a good day to go or not a good day. But when we're sick, who do we call? Immediately we call the church. I want prayer. I'm sick. I'm this and I'm that. Oh, my marriage. Oh, my marriage. Oh, oh, my kids, my kids. Oh, 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 my home, my finances, my, my, my health, my, my, oh, my, oh, my, my. We want God, but we want him on my terms and not his terms. Listen, I can't walk by faith on my terms. I've got to walk by faith on his terms, by his word, through his word. Like many of us, David got sidetracked by looking at the world. And that's what we're doing. We're getting sidetracked by looking at the world. His faith wavered when he began looking at how the ungodly prospered. I'm sure they're going, well, I ain't got COVID since I, I stay home and only go to Walmart. Well, let me tell you, online, if you're even online, and you're the Walmart shopper, or the Target, or the Safeway, or wherever you go shopping. By the grace of God, this church has not had one outbreak of COVID. That's because he told us he was going to protect us. Now, I'm not telling you that it can't happen. happen. I'm just telling you he said he would protect us. And maybe that was only for the first year that we would, he would be with us every step of the way. That it would get worse before it got better. But as of yet, God has kept this church from an outbreak inside the building, amen, coming from inside the house of God. Have you ever wondered how people who hate God or who have no desire to live for Him are so blessed? Understand money is not the answer to all things. Having a huge home on the lake does not mean that one has a satisfied soul. Just because they're driving the nicest car doesn't mean they enjoy the hope that they have today. It took David a moment, but after he found himself in the house of God, he realized just how rich he was. Perhaps he looked around and saw his children worshiping. I wonder how many can see their children worshiping in the church right now. Can you see them? I know they're not sitting beside you. Here's the problem. We got to see them sit beside us. In the spirit realm, I ought to already see all three of your girls and your grandchildren filled two or three pews. I already see my children. I already see my grandchildren. They're back to marching around this church. They may not understand what they're doing, but they're back to marching around this church. I see it. I see hands raised up. 
I see wives are not in, that are not in the house of God yet, but I see them sitting by their husband. I see the wife sitting in the house of God and their husband's not in the church, but I see their husband sitting beside them with hands raised up, glorifying God. I see that. You know, the church at one time when COVID hit, they came, I don't know who did it, um, but for whatever reason they came and they put all y'all's faces on these pieces of cardboard for me so I could see people when I was preaching. It was amazing. What I'm beginning to wonder, I'm beginning to think, what if we took a piece of clothing of one of those prodigals and we came in and we set it right here on the pew right here how many pews would we fill up you may sit on that garment but I'd rather sit on the garment of my child because there's a day that I won't be able to sit on the garment because my word said the prodigals are returning they're going to come back to the house of God and I'm not going to be able to sit upon them if I sit there I'll be sitting on their lap for real and I'm going to be I don't know about you but you all won't be able to contain what is going to happen in the house of God then matter of fact we're going to be bringing chairs down the aisle because it's going to be hard for anybody to sit in the house we're going to lose altar space because we're going to go back to bringing chairs up here so people could sit and then we got to take the chairs back so people could pray I believe it. Amen. Amen. I see God doing miracles. I see God doing works. I see. Brother Mario and Brother Cielo, I see God bringing work your way to carry you into the next year. February, March, somewhere in there. I believe in the name of Jesus that God is able to provide work all the way through into the next year when everybody's money gets free again, when taxes come back. And people can say, oh yeah, I want a new roof again. I want my, I want my bedroom refurnished and refurbished. I want, I want my sidewalk poured. I want, a, I want my house painted. I don't know, maybe David saw his wife praying. Maybe his body was healed by the power of God. Maybe, maybe God touched his uh, tormented mind. Maybe God came under the anointing of maybe he came under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and began to worship again. In any case, he stopped envying the prosperity of the wicked when he realized just how blessed he really was. I wonder if we realize how just how blessed we are. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something. I don't look COVID in the eye and go, I dare you. I don't do that. My Bible tells me not to tempt the Lord thy God. I'm not tempting anybody. I'm not, I'm not tempting. I'm not tempting my God. But what I do know is I'd rather get COVID coming here. This is morbid. Some of you don't like to talk about death. And I'm not trying to be morbid or, or uh, smart aleck or anything like that, but 
I'd rather get COVID. If I'm going to get COVID, let me get it being in the house of God, worshiping with my, peop my family, my, my church family, right? If he decides to let me go with the COVID, then I'm, I'm glad only one clap, but you know what I mean? I, I appreciate you clapping because I know where I am, where I am. I mean, I know that it's going to make my family sad, but I, I've come, God, you don't understand. I told my son the other day, I said, Alan, I said, you need to understand. I said, I'll have no regrets. None now. My regret is from the past. I have no regrets from the time that God came into my life and filled me with the Holy Ghost and brought me from where I am to where I am today. I have no regrets. I have everything to give him glory. I've lost nothing. I am gaining. If I can make it to heaven, I am gaining streets of gold, walls of jasper. This is not my home. I told him, I said, I love you. I love the grands. You know, I said, but God put you and your sister back into my life, gave me two adopted sons that I would have never had, and I am very much happy. We've got to keep believing when our eyes tell you your problem is too big. Got to have faith. Let your spirit man inside tell you and your eyes about the God he sees. Get your eyes on what God is doing in your life and in the lives of others around you. See, that's why we come to church. You understand what I'm saying? This is why we come to church. Because I'm not always on cloud nine. Sometimes I'm down here in the gray clouds. Right? Anybody tells you they're always on cloud nine, hmm, I'd check their spirit. Just saying. I mean, you're a liar. I have to call you right out. You're a liar. I don't care how much you pray. I mean, I, I, I pray Holy Ghost falls, but there's still days that are gray. That I have to still get up, put the helmet of salvation on. I put the Word of God in my ears because that's about the only thing that I can get in me that will keep me focused on what God wants to do. Amen. And then I have to pray constantly for this mind. I'm praying for my mind. God, touch my mind. Touch my mind. You know, the, the world, everything is, everything is turning people against each other. I mean, it's crazy hatred out here. I'm teaching... You know, the reason I'm teaching on Wednesday nights about going deeper and about emotions and, and anger and, and how anger should be controlled and it's okay to have anger, but you've got to know how to handle anger. You've got to know how to deliver anger, but you've got to understand that God wants His people to love people. Amen. He wants you to love even your enemy. It is tough. Right? You want me to love that dude? You want me to love that girl? Who talks about me? Who don't talk to me anymore? Who is my friend? Not my friend. You were my friend yesterday. Now you're not my friend. And when I come near you, you turn your head. I go like this and you go. Right? God wants us to go deeper. 
in the house of God and in the word of God. He wants us to love. Listen, this world is so out of control with hate that they don't know what love is anymore. They don't understand love. And what God brought into the, to you and I through the Holy Ghost is love, unconditional love, which is the same love that he has for each and every one of us. It don't matter how much you sin. Right? You've never, you've not gone too far. I remember in my mind, I kept saying, I, I'm way too far gone. I, there ain't no way a God that they preach about would ever love a person like me. And that, that was being a, a person raised in the house of, in, in a house where was a pastor's house, right? That there was prayer always going on. My mama was always at my door, praying over my door and, 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 and Sometimes anointing my oil, uh, anointing my door frame, and, and, and sometimes it, when I get a little bit twisted in the head, she'd be like grabbing by the head and praying over me and asking God to touch this mind. And, and, and I still had gotten to a place, and I sat in Sunday school with some really good, Sister Pagano is probably my best Sunday school teacher, um, and I, 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 I'm not trying to say the other ones weren't, but she seemed to be the one that understood the mess I was, the messed up kid I was, right? And she took... She took, she became a, she become Jesus, if I could say that. But even having the best teaching in Sunday school, having the best parents that would pray for you, supply your every need. I, I got to the place where sin, I had been so deep in sin that I could not imagine that a God that he preached about from this platform that she taught about in Sunday school could care enough. For this old wretched soul. And the devil plays on that. The devil gets you to the place right here. The battle's won right here. The devil, the devil tell you, ain't no way God gonna forgive you. You've been in too many places. You've done too much. You've used his name in vain. You know what happens to people that use the Lord's name in vain. I knew. That's why he brought it back to me. Right? And, and he goes, so you, you know God ain't going to forgive that. Devil's a liar. And I stand before you today only because of that. Only because of forgiveness. Only because of grace. Only because of mercy. Only because of the blood that went to Calvary that he took through his skin and his body and hung on that cross for my wretched sin. Died for me so that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I, I don't need money. I don't, my God, God, with the Holy Ghost and my family and the church family, I have more than I, I ever fathomed that I could have. Amen? Now, some of you may not understand that kind of concept and that kind of thinking, but that's just what God has done for me. And all of you have your own uh, testimony, your own uh, understanding of what God, why you serve God, why you uh, don't want to fail God, why you want to give God glory every time you get a chance, why you want to talk about the goodness of God. And truly, his word said you'd never be beg his seed would never beg for bread. Now, he's not going to say you, you don't have to work for that seed. Right. We get twisted. We think we can, well, I don't want to work. You know, it'll come. Maybe if you're a widow and you ain't 
able to go to work, God will bring groceries and sit on your doorstep, which is a true testimony. I, I, I've literally heard that. But you, there are some things in place for that. Right? She had children. She couldn't get out and work. Her husband died. And someone, she just said, God, we ain't got nothing. There wasn't nothing in the cupboard. And at 6.30 in the morning, the next morning, they went to bed hungry that night. The next morning, she knocked on the door. She went down the door. Wasn't nobody there but a bunch of groceries. But for you and I that are healthy, you're going to have to work. That's the only way you're not going to beg for a seed. Oh, I know, you, you know, well, if it don't pay me this, I can't go to work there. Man, I've shoveled manure. <laughs> Did I not? In a, thank you. I had to brush horses, comb manes, scoop stuff. From there, deliver newspapers, right? My daddy taught me and my father-in-law taught me that if you didn't make enough on the first job, you had to work a second job, right? That's what my daddy taught me. There were times I was working three jobs because I needed to, I, we needed money to be able to take care of two children and, and a house note, or not a house note, but rent, right? That was just the nature of the beast. But I'm thankful for what he passed down to me. Amen? So what I'm talking about is you're not just going to get something handed to you. Your faith is you've got to get up and go find it. If you, want, if you don't want to beg for bread, you've got to get up and go find what's going to keep you from begging for bread. If I've got to work two Chick-fil-A jobs and a McDonald's job to make what I need to make, I'm going to go work uh, two Chick-fil-A jobs. And, a, and if I've got to go stand at Walmart at, on a fourth job and greet you and say, welcome to Walmart, I'm going to go. My home will not beg for nothing. Because my God will open the door for me to get a job. Hear me. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about you don't have to wake up tomorrow morning and find out you've been fired and wonder where your next meal's going. You need to get up and say, okay, God, thank you. Now, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go ask for a job. I know they don't do it that way. Everything's online. But hear me, hear, hear me. You can even pray that without going knocking on the door. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm filling this out because you told me my, your, your seed would not be begging for bread. So right now, this one's unto you. In Jesus' name, sin. Okay. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you said your seed would not be begging for bread, and I believe this one will be for me in Jesus' name. That one looks good. Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you said the seed, your seed, I'm your seed, God, would not be begging for bread. Bang, sin. I guarantee you, if not three of them reply to you, one of them going to reply to you and say, I, I want to interview with you. I want to talk to you. I want to I interview you and find out what's going on. I would like to hire you. I went to an interview at Amazon. They called me in for an interview. I went in. It had, like regular time, four days a week, MOT. You all know what MOT stands for? Mandatory overtime. So my schedule was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday was MOT. <laughs> Raise my hand. I said, ma'am? I said, I'm a pastor. I said, I can't work on Sunday. 
She said, well, sir, that's MOT stands for mandatory overtime. I said, I, I figured that one out when I looked at your, your paperwork. <laughs> I said, but, but I have to tell you, that's not going to work for me. She said, well, then you, need to, you just need to go ahead and go because we, we require. That's required. We work you for 10-hour days, and then those other uh, three days are mandatory. I said, well, this is not for me then. I said, God just showed me this was not for me. I'll see you. Thank you for your time. And I rolled on out. Right? You got to get to the place where you understand. God was just showing me, look, I'm thinking, I need to prepare. I need to prepare. I need to prepare. And I'm, I'm like, God, okay, you know, I'll sin just to see what would happen. Oh, they asked for an interview. I said, man, it must be of God. But God was in it all the way. I showed up all dressed up. I sat down. She came, sat down with me. She said, Mr. Reynolds, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, uh, I see you haven't worked in I said, I certainly have. I said, I've been a pastor for, I said, you look on my, look in there, you'll see what I've been doing. I, I said, you may not think it's work, but it's a lot of work, Amen. right? Amen. She said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I see you had 25 years at Carrier, and, and I said, yes, ma'am, I did. She goes, well, you understand the work schedule. I said, well, I think I do. I said, but I got that one question. And I said, that Sunday's a problem for me. I said, I'll work Saturday and Friday because MOT is time and a half. So I'm thinking, whoo, $40, $40 an hour, right? That's what I'm thinking. But I said, you're going to have to do without me on Sunday. I said, because I got to be in the house of the Lord. Whether I was preaching or not preaching, ma'am, you need to understand, I got to be in the house of the Lord. She said, well, sir, uh, I, I really can't hire you then. I said, why is that? She said, because you don't get to dictate to us what you work and what you don't work. I said, well, you definitely, God has shown me this is not for me. Thank you for your time. See you later. But you see, you have to understand when you're, because, when you're, you know, I could have been, what could I have done? I could have been uh, uh, like uh, uh, Gary preach, Reverend, Reverend McNeil can preach, Bishop preach, Reverend Johnson preach, and maybe if they didn't need me, I'll be here. I could have compromised. People compromise, right? They compromise in their walk with God. My God told me my, the seed's not going to be begging. Right? I haven't worked for Chick-fil-A in over two years. And I've got two other guys asking me to come work for them. Managers. Not to be anything but the spiritual leader over their restaurant. And not, not in no guru, crazy looking thing, because they know that when I walk in, there's something different about me. That I, when I walk in, the people have already sensed there's something different. The only reason I haven't went back to the original one is just because I haven't felt like it's the will of God yet. And I don't know what the will of God. I'm seeking for the will of God. But you've got to understand, walking unwavering faith. Unwavering faith says that though my child's not here, he will be. Though my... Though my, uh, they will be, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Though my children are not sitting right here, they will be. Though my husband's not here, he will be. Though my wife is not here, she will be. Amen. Though I'm not out of that wheelchair yet, I will be. Though Sister Barnett is not healed in her kidney and in her stroke, she will be. In the name of Jesus, in her, and Sister Spencer's eyesight, in the name of Jesus, she will be healed. I walk in unwavering faith in Jesus' name.
You know we're in trouble when I didn't uh, set my timer. Anybody keeping time back here? Here's what 1 Peter 3.11 says. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Ensure it. I, 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 or pursue it is what I'm going to say. I know I'm changing the gospel, but pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that what? Do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is what? Good. Amen. Matthew 21, 42 says this, And, and Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scripture, The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Malachi 1.5 says this, And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified in the border of Israel. See, some of us here today are allowing the circumstances to define what God can do in our lives. Some folks spend more time talking about their problems than they do seeking the face of God. We need to stop bragging about the problem we give the problem more, more attention than we give Jesus the attention to take care of the problem, right? My, my faith sometimes is wavering, right? My faith says, well, you know, I, I think I can fix that. I find that it's better for me to pray first and then figure out what God wants to do with it. Yeah, and if he wants to use me to fix my problem, then he'll do it. But if he's using someone else to fix my problem, then he's going to use someone else to fix the problem. Our God is a healer today. I, I promise you, I spoke to uh, Randy Whitley on the phone last night. You know, he had a relapse from having COVID. And, and I would tell you, I guess what I want to tell the church, and I know there's different feelings and different thoughts about the, the, the shot, and that's fine. That's, what, that's why we have choices, right? That's why God made us all different. That's why God gives us the opportunity to do what we want to do. We can serve Him or not serve Him. We can get the shot or not get the shot. Not a heaven and hell issue. But here's what he said. I mean, he's on oxygen right now. He'll be on it probably for the next three weeks. And he's back in the hospital. Heart rate dropped because that's what COVID does. He never had a heart problem at all. Ever. Never. 69 years old and has never had a heart problem. And, and since he got COVID, his heart, had, now he's got heart problems. So hear me when I say I, I'm trying to... I tell you, I'm not afraid of COVID, but I'm telling you to be cautious. It, you know, if you feel like you need a shot, get the shot. Right? He tells me, he says, he said, the doctor told me that right now, the only reason I'm alive is I got that Johnson shot. And he said, and I don't even feel alive. He said, it's like someone sitting on my chest. I said, Randy, we're praying for you. The church is praying for you. Last week he said, thank you. I said it, and then he said it online. He said, thank you. He's in the, he was in ICU up until last night. They moved him last night. I prayed for him. I told him I'd call him today. He, he, I, I believe God's dealing with him. Amen. God, God's, God's preparing some things. You know, sometimes, 
And I don't say this, he may be watching now, I don't say this to be ugly, but sometimes God has to get our attention. He's known me for 26 years. He knew me, or no, he's known me longer than that, 30 years, because he knew me before Christ. So he knows what God, the transformation that God made in my life. And um, many a times we've asked for a Bible study. I asked for the Bible study again. He said, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I just don't know if I'm ready yet. I said, well, you let me know when you're ready. I said, Tammy, and I'll drive down and give you that Bible study, you and Wanda. You see, God is doing something. And I'm not saying that, it, that it's, it's got to be, you know, but God works in mysterious ways. It may not always be the way we want it to work, but God works, and, 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 and we need the Lord. God is able to heal him and raise him up out of that. He is a, he is a miracle-working God. God's able to heal Randy and bring him out of that hospital. You know, he's a way-changer, amen? I don't know about you, but I can give a God some glory about being a way-changer. He can raise the dead things in our lives to life again. Just because you're down and out doesn't mean that your God is out. He's a way maker. How many know what I'm talking about? How many know? I mean, he, he stepped into some situations. Amen. He's a way maker. Amen. How many has been healed? I've been healed. Amen. How many of you have been blessed with finances? Amen. With health so far. I mean, I've had some health issues, but I'm still alive. I'm still well. Amen. I've been, I, I've been blessed financially. I've been blessed mentally i've been blessed spiritually I've, I've i've been blessed you know i get god blesses me in all kinds of ways and you gotta you gotta be thankful for the small blessings right the small blessings they don't cost money i mean like th that letter that letter right there that, that josh wrote me right there you that that blessing is there's no money in the world that can buy that blessing that that blessing come to me, right? I didn't deserve that blessing, but it just came, yeah. right? Blessings that cost nothing but are their gold in heaven. They are given to us, amen? It may be, you know, I, 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 the other day, and Brittany will appreciate this. This is her little niece. You know, Ella wrote me. Ella, I was going through my desk, I think it was last night because we had something going on here. And, I, and Ella had made me a little figure um, and colored it and gave it to me and it, and it was and I was just going through my desk and I had it you know I don't know if you know but Ella Ella painted a rock for me and gave me a rock painted black red green and some other colors in it yellow right you know, all, all kinds of things and so those kind of things you know they don't cost they don't that was a blessing and, I, and every time I look at it it comes back as a blessing Hear me, you know, you've got to understand things, uh, though the circumstances look unsurmountable and, 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 and overwhelming, there are things that you can go back to and look at and see the un, and have unwavering faith because God was thinking about you way back here and that lets you know that He has not forgotten you. He just did something to remind you that I'm walking with you. I'm going to bring you through this situation. Don't waver. I got to close, I got to close, I got to close. How's food going down there, y'all know? Huh? You smell it, it's coming up. All right. Maybe you better check on that because I'm nowhere near coming out of the end of this and I got a lot of scripture. 
Hey, Brother Reverend, Reverend McNeil, could you check and see how the kitchen's looking before I, because I ain't no need to have everybody, I need to go ahead and preach. I can preach. The bottom line, the, but, but when you start magnifying the circumstances and start magnifying the, the Lord of the circum, you know, God in the circumstances, you will find that there is nothing too hard for your God. Amen. If God can create a universe, He can change a situation. If He can create the world, He can change the situation. No work, God can open a door for work. Amen. All that is in the world, God created. Humanity, God created. Take a barren woman of 90 years old and open her womb to a bear, to, to bear an Isaac. Take a harlot and a, and a, that will save a nation. Take a little shepherd boy that will kill a giant. Take a virgin and open her womb to conceive a Messiah. Open the blinded eyes and unstop the deaf ears and heal leprosy. Cause the lame man to walk and... Man, Brian, I'm sorry, man. You're doing a great job. Poor Brian was thrown. But if God can do all that, what I'm dealing with, God can handle it. My faith says He can handle it. We need to keep believing. Our ears need to hear the Word of God. Our, we need to stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Amen. Uh, we need to start uh, listening to the Word of God. We need to uh, start... Wind it up. Okay, uh, and listen to our own heart that God is speaking through. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to, to you right now, right? Sometimes we get too quick to hear what we, we want God now, right? I want the answer now, you know, and I think that could have been what happened here on Friday night. Maybe we're not used to being quiet. And sometimes we can think we got to give something. Right? When we need to wait on the Lord. Amen. Sometimes God is not quick in the moment in that situation. Sometimes I got to step almost, almost over the threshold before he steps into my situation. Right? I have to almost cross the line. And I'm not talking about crossing the line for, for hell or sin. I'm talking about my prayer that I've sent to him, my, my desire that I've, I've, I've put before God, my fleece that I put before God, my prayer request that I put before God, my, my, my walking by faith and not by sight going, okay, God, this is truly a walk by faith. I don't see any change. I don't see any difference. But right now, my faith is in you. You are the great physician. You're the only one that can heal. You're the only one that can fix. You're the only one that can uh, uh, deliver or, or, or bring out of bondage. You're the only one that can heal the brokenhearted. You're the only one that can fix a broken marriage. You're the only one that can bring a wayward child back. You're the only one. The only one is Jesus. He's the healer, he's the deliverer, he's the restorer. He's the one that brings joy in my soul, peace in my soul, laughter in my soul. He's the one that changes the way this old carnal fleshly mind thinks so that it becomes 
covered in the blood of Jesus so it doesn't think negative. It doesn't speak negative. It speaks positive. It speaks life. It's easy for my mind to speak death. It's easy for me to get twisted. I mean, all you got to do is turn the news on. Right? Or go to back out of a parking spot in a shopping center and get twisted in there. Walk in and try to greet somebody and they, you know, it's easy to get twisted. Right? And the way the world's going now, and there's so much garbage feeding the prodigals. <laughs> they're on YouTube they're listening to hate that's being filled in the airways and what happens is it tarnishes and, and it, it twists the mind and when there's no Holy Ghost there I don't listen to garbage I, 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 I refuse to listen to garbage I'll put word in my ear I, I, I just or music I gotta listen to gospel I've gotta listen to the word of God or gospel I can't I can't listen to anything else. I've got to listen to, I've got to listen, I've got to hear the Word of God. I, I, if I don't listen to the Word of God and listen to good worship, uh, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get twisted in the things of this world and get caught up in all that's going on. Listen, this world is not my home. And everything that's going on around in this world, the only thing that's my concern that's in this world is souls. That's all that's my concern. My concern is not what's happening with gas. That's not my concern. I don't even care. I, 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 we all know that it's going to get worse. Uh, that's what's going to happen. It's just going to get worse. Uh, uh, get you some bicycles. I've got me some. Might need to put some new tires on them, but I'm going to get me some bicycles. I'm going to be ready. I thought about getting a horse and buggy. I'm going to be ready. Mama wants some chickens, I'm going to get some chicken. We could eat chicken and eggs all the time. I'm good. You know, my wife said, what's for dinner? What do you want for dinner? I said, chicken. She said, on Tuesday, what do you want for dinner? I said, chicken. Wednesday came. She said, what do you want for dinner? I said, don't ask me if you don't want chicken. I just feel like chicken's the... the it's a good meal, and it's probably the best meat for your system to break down and get out. I can't eat, I don't eat a lot of beef. I only, I, I bless her with beef. I, I'll go with her and have a piece of beef so she won't feel alone, and I only eat that once a month. Uh, it's salmon to be fixed right. I can't eat fishy salmon. Anyway, now we're getting off. I know we're about ready to eat. Um, <laughs> Um, where, where was I? I gotta get back. Well, I'll finish it for you with a testimony. Oh, wait a minute. We need to stop listening to everything the devil says. We need to stop listening to what the devil says. What I was saying, I know what I was saying now. It just brought me back. The, the stuff that we listen to of this world is all satanic. It's all demonic. It's all dark. And you know, I'm not. I'm not against anything. You wanna? You need to educate yourself. Yes, but don't get caught up in all the garbage that's going on. 
Amen. We got folks that have gotten so twisted in, in everything that's going on that started in January 9th and, and before January 9th and, and everything else. And I am so sorry for our world and the way our world is, but that's not my belief. Yeah. Right. Amen. But I can't get caught up in it. I got to pray for the souls. I got to do what I got to do, and that is to seek the face of God and pray for God to move and intervene and keep the body right and healed in, in the Lord. Amen. Revelations 12, 9 said, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth, what? The whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. That spirit is running rampage today. And he's a liar. We need to understand something about the devil. The devil's only power over you is when you allow him to deceive you. We have the right to, put, to stiff arm him, tell him to get back. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I already know you're running around this world. I know you have, you have freedom to run and, 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 and torment me. But I've come to tell you I'm a child of the king. His name is Jesus. His name is Jehovah. He is the Messiah. He is coming back for me. You only have a temporary time to walk this earth. And when he comes back, devil, guess where you get to get locked up? He's a liar. Romans 10, 13 through 17. For whosoever shall come upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Or who shall call, up, who shall call upon the name of the Lord? Excuse me. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? You know how you know you got a sent messenger? When it doesn't matter about your money. When he preaches the gospel. When it isn't about prosperity. When he tells you that things are getting ready to happen and that we better get our own home in order. We better make sure our calling and election is sure. Amen. It doesn't matter how, many tithe, how much tithes you pay. It, it, it don't matter to me. Never has mattered to me. I, I, I live by the scripture. The scripture said my seed will not beg. And I'm not, uh, I'm not it's not, I, I don't have a problem going back and getting a job. I don't have a problem. Obviously, I would have worked for Amazon if they wouldn't have told me I had to work on a Sunday. Verse 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings and good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esaias saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you need faith today, you need to get in the word. You need to get in the Word. Get your nose in the Bible. Stop missing so much church. You know, I, I want to read something to you. I, I want to read something to you. This is, this is, this is profound. Watch this. As church attendance numbers fade across the nation and, and online services become very convenient, it's important to remember why church attendance for you and your family matters so much. You can't serve from your sofa 
You can't have community of faith on your sofa. You can't experience... You can't experience the power of the Holy Ghost in the room full of believers worshiping together on the sofa. Christians aren't consumers. We are contributors. We don't watch. We engage. We give. We sacrifice. We encourage. We pray by laying on of hands and uh, on the hurting, and we do it all together. The church needs you. That's why we need, that's why we need the church. We need the church. The church is important. If you miss church, we used to say get a CD. Now you can just go back in and hit, I'll watch the church service. In Luke 9, 38 through 44, and behold, a man of the company cried out saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again and burst and bruising him hardly departed, departeth from him. Wait a minute. Again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. Verse 40 says, And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto the disciples, let these sayings sink down into your ears. For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Hear me. We need to open our ears to what God is doing. Let God begin to speak into your heart and into your faith. Amen. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. Listen. Um, find a place to pray and listen to the voice of God. The reason we come together on Friday nights for prayer. Prayer is so important. We're already seeing the power of God move uh, in people's lives. And uh, you can step on it. I don't. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Morrison. Yes, please. Listen, the reason God is moving. 15? 10? All right. Stand with me. We got 10 minutes before we can really run down there and grab some grub. So the reason prayer is so important. His prayer on Friday nights is what is bringing the move of God. We're, we're bringing petitions before the Lord. We're, we're trusting God for our children and our family. This community, we're praying for the community. Uh, Friday night, we begin to pray for our, uh, all of Clinton, all of Temple Hills, all of Indian Head, all of Fort Washington, all of uh, Allentown and um, um, uh, Camp Springs and uh, we just begin to call out the names of the counties, the adju adjacent counties. Because, you know, uh, someone said to me, and, and I haven't, maybe it'll take a team to get this together. Uh, I, I'm, not a, I'm not that good at planning things like that. But they said, uh, and of course this will show you, you know, what if we had to go to three services on a Sunday? How are we going to make that work? Of course, I couldn't preach every Sunday uh, or every 
all three services. It'll be the men of God that are here, and God's going to raise up more men to preach. And so, um, but the bottom line is, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we do that through prayer? Through prayer. What I believe God is preparing the church for this end time harvest. Some of them are going to be. Um, the prodigals we know are going to be prodigals that have already been raised in the house of God. They know the word of God. They just somewhere along the way got sidetracked. And what the Bible says is train up a child in the way that they should go. And they will not depart from it in, old, at, at, in the old age. So that tells me that though some are young right now, that at some point, and I pray they get back before the coming of Christ, right? But what my, 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 my point is, is they're coming back. It may not be just in Grace Gospel. I'm not, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I, it could be in D.C., uh, uh, Living Hope in D.C. It could be in Crossroads Apostolic La Plata uh, or White Plains. It could be in uh, Cross Creek, Beltsville. It could be in our, new, our, our other location in Upper Marlboro. But what I know is that if God's people keep coming together and praying, there's power coming. There is a flow like never before on our Friday nights. There's only been a few nights that we've been able to start at 7.30 and end at 8.30. There's been more nights that go past 8.30 because the power of God is flowing. And there's nothing wrong with a 7.30 to 8.30 prayer meeting. Nothing's wrong. It doesn't mean that it was any less or any greater uh, if it went to 9.30 or 10 o'clock. It doesn't mean that it's any greater because it means that the body of Christ is coming together and sending prayers and sending fleeces before God to move and intervene. Look, I, I want to see, I've been praying for Macaulay's family. I've been praying for uh, McNeil's family. I've been praying uh, for our Spanish work. I've been praying for God to continue to move in uh, the Joneses' family. I, I, I'm praying for everyone's family uh, that needs God to move. I called Bobby Sutherland out the other night. And I'm just telling you, I'm not, call, I'm not saying that, but I, I, now that I caught your face, Bobby Sutherland came to my mind. I begin to call out the name of Bobby. Amen. And, and know this, know this. Your name is getting called out before God because we know God is going to do something great. You are not, this is not by chance. Not by chance. There is a purpose. God has a purpose for you. Not, maybe not right now, but God has a purpose. You may not have no, none of us may have no, some of us sitting here right now may not have a desire for God right now, but God has a purpose for you. People you'll reach that I will never, ever reach, you'll reach from your testimony. Hear me, God is doing miracles. There's things supernaturally through the Holy Ghost working in this church. There's people that God is going to take to levels that are here right now that had a calling on their life way long time ago. But they never allowed God to take them where he wanted to take them. 
there's a, there's a time. There's a time. And God is bringing it to it. There's a time coming. God's timing's always perfect. That's why I don't, I don't force any of, the, any of my family. I, I don't bug them. I don't harass them about the Lord. I, I, I pray for them. I don't talk about the Lord unless they bring it up. You know why? Because God is a perfect time God. And I can see things setting up. The seasons are coming together right now. Not the winter, not the spring, not, but the seasons of Christ working and moving right now in their lives. Things are happening. Things are changing. They don't always happen the way I want them to happen. But God has a way to make things happen that, 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 that I can't always understand or even fathom. But God begins to turn some things around. It don't look it in my natural eye, but in the spiritual realm. I see God moving and intervening. And if God's people that come together on Friday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday morning, keep the faith unwavering and trust the Lord, God is going to bring it to full fruition. Because God does not lie. He does not turn back on what His promises are. He is a good God, a great God. He's a mighty God. And God is doing some work. There's, I'm going to tell you right now. There's preachers that are going to come out of this church. I mean, we got preachers now, but God's raising, getting ready to raise up some new preachers. There's going to be a new burden in their soul. It's going to be about souls. It's not about, the, it's not about the title of being a preacher or a reverend. It's going to be about souls. And when he raises them, when he calls them, there's women. I'm telling you, there's women preachers that, and men and, and, and young men and young women that are going to be raised up to begin to teach the word of God. That They're going to take this message to people that I will never reach that they will win souls that I could never win. They're going to do work greater than I've ever done. Greater than what the bishops ever done. Greater than the founding of, the, uh, of our forefathers have ever done. There are men and women in this church right now under the sound of my voice. That God is going to raise up. And they're going to be far advanced. In the weaponry of the Word of God. With a testimony that's going to be a phenomenal testimony. Some testimonies are like wherever Mother McNeil is, been serving the Lord all her life. Some will be like Sister McLean, I think that's Sister McLean back there, my mother. Mothers that have, Mother Maddie. I don't see her. But mothers have downstairs. Mothers that have, and I'm not calling them mothers of children, I'm saying mothers of the church that have stayed the course when husbands weren't saved. Thank you. Because you know. Mother Maddie stayed the course. I don't, is Carol here? Stayed the course. 
when Brother Ratliff wasn't serving the Lord. Faithful to the house of God. Committed. Right? We all have stuff going on, but hear me. And when, they, when a mother speaks to you, don't get your, don't get your feelings hurt. Don't, I, I'm telling you, I've had a lot of elders and, and, and mothers speaking to my life, and I've learned it's for the good. It hurt. It hurts, but it's for the good. Because they have a, a relationship longer than I've had with the Lord. Mother McNeil said, don't you be gone. Don't be trying to put your roots anywhere else. That's what she told me. She, she ain't missing no words. She said, no, Pastor, I, I'm just going to tell you, don't be putting a root nowhere else. This is your root. This is where you are. I, I said, I said, okay, mother. I said, okay. Right? I heed, because that's a spirit, that's coming from a spiritual lady. That stayed the course. Stayed the course when maybe Randy wasn't everything he is today. When Michael where it wasn't where what he what he is today, right? We don't I don't know where I don't know if Michael's in church yet, but you know wherever Robert is, Robert maybe Robert's not what she expects to see Robert be in the kingdom of God. That's not to make you feel bad, but mother has stayed the course when every one of us were doing things that were not godly, and she and she kept and I'm not just trying to build her up. There's mothers in the house of God tonight or today, right now, that has stayed the course. They could have walked away when their daughters did what they did or, or said what they said. They could have threw it up in the air and said, forget it, I quit. Elders, thank God for Brother, uh, Brother Douglas, Frank Thompson. Thank, for elders, thank you for Brother Thompson, Greg Thompson. You know, thank God. Thank God for Brother, you know, Brother uh, McCulley who's coming along doing great in the kingdom of God. Listen, we have so much. Do not let your faith waver. Stay the course. There is power coming. There is victories coming. There are testimony, greater testimonies than what. And I'm going to tell you right now. You don't see your children in church. But I see them in church. I see them in church. In your mind, you didn't raise them in church, but I see them in church. You don't have to raise a child in church for them to come back to the house of God. Because God's more powerful than anything else in this world. The faith is, I see them sitting right here. The ones in this area. The ones in uh, Carolina. I see them in a Carolina UPC church in Jesus' name. I see that. I see it. You may be looking to marry someone, but you better find someone in the house of God. Saved. Telling you, hear me, heed that, heed that. I'm dealing with someone that did not, did not do that. Now the world is all turned upside down. One loves church, one hates church. That's a hard life. 
The one in church lost. Like, what do I do? Pray. Pray, because you can't leave them. There's no, there's, no, there's no reason to leave. You can't leave. There's no sin. Just because they don't come to church. You should have thought about that before you got married. Sorry. It affects what God has down the road for you. You don't even know what the ministry is that God's calling you for, but marry the wrong one, and it affects the ministry. When you marry the wrong one, it affects the ministry. It tears down ministry. It does not build up ministry. I'm literally dealing with a, a, a family that the church is completely in bad shape because someone that's supposed to be a well I got the man or the woman I'll say it like that the man or the woman can destroy the church if they're the the shepherd and I'll just leave it the man or the woman can destroy what God has built when there's a problem and they cannot lead. Hear me when I say this. You cannot lead if you two are not united. No one will follow you if you, if you two are not united and have, and have a good relationship and love in it. No one's going to follow you. And I'm not picking on you. No one will follow you if you don't have a right relationship with her, with Sister Morrison. You can preach and pray all you want, but don't have it right here, you'll never have no one follow you. Your testimony will mean nothing. Live it out. Live by faith. Things look, things look bleak. Stand on the Word of God. Things don't look right. Things are uh, uh, like... Um, I don't want to use the word that I was just about ready to use, but things are like friction. There's friction, right? And some of the things going on, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to do a marriage class. Yeah. I'm going to do a marriage class. I, 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 in the Holy Ghost, the Lord told me two weeks ago to, to start putting together a marriage class. So we're going to have like a marriage conference and I'm going to bring in some speakers. I'm going to teach and, but, but I'm going to probably start teaching and then look to bring in some speakers. But hear me, hear me when I say it's imperative It's imperative that the home be united. If a husband's not saved and you're the only saved and you're the wife and your husband's not saved, you need to pray for him and love him. And I don't care if he, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I, my wife, I don't do, I don't say this to lift her up, but let me tell you something. My wife would pray for me and I would smoke marijuana right, I would go right where she was praying. I would smoke marijuana and I'd blow it at her. She'd get up and move. And I'd walk over there and I'd take another hit off that joint and blow it in her, at her. And she would move to the other corner of the room and I'd follow her every round. At, that was Satan. And not once did she rebuke me or curse me or stop loving me in those days. Twisted. Twisted. I don't, I'm just telling you, twisted, right? Yeah. Twisted. 
But what I can tell you is, is if we, if we were not united, there was no unity there. There was no Holy Ghost there. The only one that had the Holy Ghost was her. I was the one walking around darkness. I didn't want to hear her pray. I didn't want her to read scripture and quote scripture in the house. So I did everything I could to try to drive it out. And she would not leave. She kept praying. And now, 39 years later, best life I've ever had. Best life I've ever had. I can now pray in the same room with her. Amen. That's something that, that was very difficult because she could tap into the vein of the Holy Ghost quicker than I could. And it was like, it was hard. You know, you're, starting, you're sitting there and you're just praying in your mind. Right? Regular English. Man, a few minutes later, she's done. And you, you're going... Man, I, I'm so far behind. God began to deal with me. And I began to, I began to pray. I began to ask God, God, I, I want that same connection. I want to be connected to you like she's connected. I want to be able to flow. I, I, and he said, here's what you got to do. You got to love me more than you love her. You got to love my word more than you love anything else in this world. You've got to want to spend time with me more than you want anything else in this world and her. And I went, okay. So I began to pray. I began to read the word. I began to meditate on the Lord. I began to pipe the, the word into my ear when, when I was cutting grass. I, I, did, I put worship, uh, uh, only apostolic worship. I didn't just listen to anything you know I, I started listening to apostolic worship and praise and and, and, and it was and then I, I would test I would test I, I would go in and she'd be praying and I'd be I'd get down and kneel in the bedroom with her where she was praying and, and I begin to pray and begin to open up and ask God God I'd be praying for people in English and then all of a sudden the power of God would flow and then it would just go whoop, right and I'd go back to English and and I knew then that God was starting to prepare me that I was on the right track. Now we can come together and we can pray. And there are days sometimes, it's not always, I, I'm just going to tell you, for me, it's not always, I, I don't just, I would like to be able to flow like that, but it don't always happen for me. And most of the time, the women are to be, or are most of the time, the spiritual, they flow quick in the spirit. We're the spiritual leader, but for them to, they can quicker get into the flow because of their emotional attachment is quicker. We're hard, right? We're men. But when you really, when you release everything, right? I had to, re he said, you got to let go. I gave her to you. You only have her because I gave her to you. You only have your children because I gave them back to you. You left them. Give them back to me. You just, you just love me. If you love me, everything else will stay right. I'm telling you right now, there is some ministry about ready to rise up out of this church. 
that's going to be profound ministry that's going to reach people that you never thought you could reach. There are going to be Bible studies being taught that we never thought could be taught. People have asked them for Bible studies. They've rejected Bible study. But when you ask them, God's going to give you that Bible study. Husbands that we thought that we've already checked off, they're going to be back. Wives that we may have checked off, going to be back. They're coming. There's unity coming. There's unity. There's already unity in the prayer service. There's unity coming into homes. There's unity coming in the altar. There's unity. Ministry is about ready to blow this place. All I can say is I've got to be ready to train. That's all I can say. I, I got to, my mind is all, God already started dealing with me that it's time to start training. Saturday mornings, we're going to start working on how to work around the altar. We're going to, we're going to do two hours, at least two hours. You've got to know how to work with people, how to pray with people. Right? And if you're an altar worker, you've got to be someone that does go to the altar. I will have a team, and whoever comes to those classes will be a part of a team. If you don't stay in a class, you won't be on my altar team. The reason is, is I need people that are, that are ready, that know how to pray with people, that are not going not gonna to do things that would distract people. Because when you're seeking the Holy Ghost, you don't need no one patting you. You don't need nobody rubbing you. You don't need nobody rubbing your throat or anything. You don't even need to touch someone. If the disciple's shadow could pass over someone that was in need of healing and they could be healed, do you not think that we could stand like this? I can stand right here right now. If Randy was to raise his hands right now and he desired to be filled with the Holy Ghost right now, all I would have to do is begin to pray with him and the Holy Ghost would flow right out of his belly and right out of his lips. That's it right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we honor you. Bless Randy right now, Lord God. For there is liberty in your spirit, oh God. Randy wants God to flow in his life greater than he's ever flown it, been in his life. And Randy's going to have a move of the Holy Ghost like he's never had before. In Jesus' name. Because when the desire is greater than the desire of things of this world, His Spirit has liberty to come in and reside and flow out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just worship with us. Worship with us. If you want to come to the altar, come. Lunch is about ready, but food... Let's just, let's just feast on the Word of God. Let's have unwavering faith right now in the name of Jesus. God, I honor you right now. I honor you right now. That's it, Brother Randy. God, I honor you. I praise you. That's it, Sister Tiffany. That's it, Sister Pat. That's it, Sister Liz. That's it, Sister Leslie. That's it, my brother. Brother Nathan, that's it. That's it, Sister Jones, that's it. I worship you. Sister Sutherland, that's it, that's it. I worship you. That's it, Brother Babel, that's it, Sister Jones, that's it. 
Brother Daryl, that's it. That's it, Sister Teresa. That's it. That's who he is. That's who he is. Unwavering faith. Hold on. God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You're here, you're here. Touching every heart. I worship you, Lord. I worship you. You are here. Healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. God, I worship you. I worship you, Lord. That's it. That's it. That's it. Sister Mendez. That's it. That's it. God, I worship you. I pray, God, the anointing, the power, the glory, oh God. Oh, my sister. That's it, Sister Shirley, right now, God. Lord, I desire to see my family, oh God. My daughters, oh God. You're worth it. You're worth it. You're worthy. There is purpose. You have a testimony. Don't turn. Stay, stay the course in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not by my, not by power, but by my spirit, say Brother and Sister Mendez, oh God. God, I pray for them right now, Lord God, that your hand be upon this family, oh God. God, that they would experience the Holy Ghost, oh God. But God, Lord, that you would also provide work, oh God. Provide jobs to carry them through to the next year, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit flow. God, in Jesus' name. God, let Brother Mendez, oh God, continue to walk in your ways, oh God. Sister Mendez, oh God. Let them honor you with everything that they do, oh God. Let them pray together. Let them seek together. Read the word together, oh God. In Jesus' name. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. God, I pray for my brother that you would move, that you would touch him in Jesus' name, Lord God. Move and intervene, Lord God. Let there be divine healing in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Light in the 
Darkness. 